the word of the Lord from Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 7 to 9. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way. That wicked person shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way and he does not turn from his way, the person shall die in his iniquity. But you will have delivered your soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation is the prophecy of Ezekiel that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for this 15th Sunday after Pentecost, a warning worth heeding. From the plains of Babylon, Ezekiel looks back upon the defeat of Judah at the end of the 6th century before Christ. Then he prophesies the destruction of Jerusalem and its temple. His prophecy is a stark reminder of the judgment of Israel not walking in God's statutes. It's not a hard time to remember, but it is a time that is hard on the memory and a constant lesson that God did not abandon his people. Rather, his people abandoned the one true God. Ezekiel's prophecies fall into three distinct categories. Judgment against Israel, judgment against other nations, and finally, a vision of the restoration of Israel. It is Difficult to read today's account, for it is supposed to begin the vision of the restoration of Israel. And yet, it has a particular warning for pastors that the Almighty Yahweh has not hidden his desire for his people. As he says, attend to my people or I will attend to you. This is not the kind of attention you would ever want from Adonai. When Yahweh speaks to Ezekiel, he speaks to his watchmen with the clarity that should make any spiritual counselor attentive to his words. Because God has appointed all his watchmen, the words they hear come from the mouth of God and will teach his people, and that teaching can be many things. It can be Simple instruction and guidance in the tenets of faith. It can be admonition to the sinner, forgiveness to the penitent, and encouragement to the faithful. But sometimes, and Ezekiel's prophecy is one of those times, it can be a grave and stern warning never to be taken lightly or flippantly. I'll never forget several years ago, a pastor at our gathering of pastors presented a paper suggesting it was time to relax our judgment on a particular sin. The utter shock in the room at this assertion was felt by over 40 pastors and immediately challenged, save two, that actually defended his points. 
After a lively discussion and more than a couple of emotional outbursts, the oldest pastor sat aghast. The youngest pastor sat mute. And a few in the middle were just ramping up for round two of remonstration of the paper-pushing pastor. That's when the emeritus president of our district spoke up like the watchman over all of us. God sent him to be. You are proposing a permissiveness God has never permitted before. Should you take this journey, we cannot be compelled to accompany you on it. The simple tone of his voice and the finality of his statement was clear. Sin is still sin, and Christ forgives sins above all. This discussion is ended, and all I could whisper under my breath was relieved. Amen. Oh, how Ezekiel's prophecy could have admonished and counseled the wayward thinking of that pastor that day. But maybe, just maybe the spirit of Ezekiel's prophecy resonated through the emeritus district president's words and turned him from his perilous prognostications. All I know is my devotion to Ezekiel's prophecy brought back the memories of that day in a powerful way. And I'm sure I heard the voice of a watchman as God intended to turn his children from sin. And let me be clear, that warning was not directed at me at all, but I still felt the chilling effect of its clarity. No doubt many watchmen stood on the plains of Babylon, and even if Ezekiel's prophecy was not meant for them, they doubtless felt a chilling effect just as I did. God's word is just that, the words of God. To ignore it, to deny it, or foolishly decry it would be akin to the naivete of a toddler handling molten lava like Play-Doh and expecting not to get burned. But to be the one tasked with warning those erring in sin and choosing not to do so, that one makes the molten lava handling toddler look like a Rhodes Scholar, which, believe it or not, can be done. I mean, not so many weeks ago, I saw a metal worker with molten metal hot and orange pouring down a sluice to the mold below. To my shock, the metal worker was slapping his hands on the orange molten metal so hard it was like splashing his hand in water. What was amazing is that he did it several times and withdrew his hand. It was unharmed every time. I figured he must be able to do that on the same physics principle people can walk on burning coals. You see, the secret of the firewalk lies in the low thermal conductivity of the embers and the short contact time between the person's feet and the hot embers. An important factor to consider is the length of time that the person's foot is in contact with the embers. And the trick lies in taking a fluent, brisk walk with each step, taking less than half a second of contact with the charcoal. During a 10 to 15 feet firewalk run, each foot will only be in contact with the embers for a total time of a few seconds or less. Even with this information, firewalking can still be danger if done without proper care and technique. 
And even more dangerous is the risk of tripping and falling on the hot pieces of ember, which can be extremely painful and even fatal. So even with the trick of how to do it relatively safely, it is still an extreme risk nonetheless. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Come on, pastor. No toddler would do that. And to that I reply, but no one who ever knew the real consequences of sin would ever sin again. And yet we still do. Ezekiel raises the goosebumps on the nape of every shepherd's neck and details the consequence of not sounding the alarm. There is danger. Damnation is the consequence. Please, I'm begging you, turn from your wicked ways. How we take danger seriously in our lives today. We wrap our children in safe communities with safe schools and activities impenetrable to evil. We send our sons and daughters out the door with every trusted safeguard before leaving the confines of our castles. We ensure against calamity, lock our doors against intruders, and prepare for every possible mishap. But how often we forget and then regret our lack of care for our eternal well-being. Our devotion is devoid. Our prayer is perfunctory and our salvation is less than superlative in our daily living. The winsome warnings of Ezekiel are hardly heeded in sins. Well, they just don't feel so sinful anymore. The watchman calls all of us. And the true watchman knows that every one of our sins require blood upon his hands. So who will be held accountable for those who refuse their calling? Who will take the blame for all our willful mishaps? Who will suffer the consequences we all deserve by our own most grievous fault? In the Old Testament, the altar of the temple in Jerusalem ran wet with the blood of the rams that were sacrificed for the sins of Israel. But as Ezekiel prophesied, the city would be destroyed and the temple brought to the ground. He then prophesied an ultimate permanent sacrifice that covered the sins of everyone for all time. Luther said this vision, as Ezekiel himself shows in chapters 8 through 9, signified the end of the priesthood, the worship and the church organization instituted and given them by Moses. For all these were instituted only until Christ should come. The Father sets a watchman who warns us, who took our blood upon our hand and died for us. Jesus watched and waited from the very beginning of creation. All throughout the Old Testament, he warned God's people. And finally, he sacrificed like no sacrifice him before him. Only the death of our Lord Jesus can demonstrate the true severity of our sins. And Christ came to save sinners, to turn us from our wicked ways by making us sinners into saints. Christ is the watchman that replaced every watchman before him. Christ's death makes it clear that the blood of our guilt was put upon him. And his eternal countenance was in turn put upon us. And Christ's resurrection 
made all his warnings worth heeding. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.